I am talking, talking, talking to you. And the talk just keeps on coming. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Welcome. We have such a good show planned. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, dear. By the way, if you'd like to call in for a reading today, Keith is hot and ready. The number is 1-800-336-2225. Join the party. We uh, started an article the other day on the show, uh, a near-death experience by Reverend Juliet Nightingale, and we only got about half through talking about it. And there's a lot of good points that she made that we wanted to, Take That's further. The That's the point. You know, it's kind of interesting. We don't often do near death experiences on the show because near death experiences are really, really a personal experience. For instance, you have somebody that's uh, just really lost in the dark side in their own life. I read one near-death experience. It was awful. The guy was dead for minutes, and it was like uh, days that he was gone. And they had him in some version of hell the whole time he was gone because he was utterly wasting his life away with alcohol and drugs while he had tremendous potential and many other things. Well, when he came back after that hellacious experience... A little out of his control, huh? Totally. He's, you know, literally he was gone for, you know, minutes. And he came back thinking he'd been gone for weeks. I mean, he time, time gets folded. It's exactly what so they do. So you actually experience days in minutes. They could have him out there a year. That's right. And it'd still be a minute. It's yep. exactly right. It's happened. It has happened. And this guy came back, and of course, for him, all near-death experiences were hellacious. You know, because, you know, that was his. That's his reference. That's right. Yeah. And I had another gal who wanted to come on the show. This was some time ago, and she had done a near-death experience. And hers was where she was up there seeing Sananda, who still had the stigmata in his hands. Yeah, the holes in his hands where the spikes went. Right. And she was like this devout Catholic, I believe, person. And, you know, this was her whole world was that he died on the cross. Right. Right. You know, any time I've seen Jesus, and I think the same with you, that has not been Exa- presented. Exactly. And, of course, for Jesus Sananda, Jesus' higher self's name is Sananda, so on a soul level, when you meet up with him, his name is actually Sananda. For him, the whole thing isn't about uh, dying on a cross anywhere. He's, anyway, he did that a long time ago. That was part of his pre-birth contract. It's over and done. Did He's that, moving on. Been there, done that. Yeah. So this gal that that saw him with that she saw him with that because that's what she needed to see and she wanted to come on the show and make a point about that for everybody right and i said no it's not true 
So there are she many, was, many uh, spiritual paths to God. It's not just one slant. Right. But that one slant will work for that one type of people. Yes. So near-death experiences tend to mirror what you need, and they're so permeating in your being that you, you don't ever shake them. You just don't ever shake them. And... It, there's just this feeling about them that it's what everybody needs to know and experience. And in fact, parts of it are. But, uh, in fact, they are very personal. And a lot of times they're, uh, certainly not what everybody else needs to know about. This protect, particular near-death experience is by, uh, Reverend, uh, Juliet Nightingale. I guess she's over in England. And we got this, uh, out of the, uh, magazine Pure Inspiration. So one of the things she was commenting on was that, uh, I think most ND, uh, ears will agree that the life review is one of the most difficult aspects of the near-death experience. NDE is near-death experience. Exactly. Uh, viewing your life before, your entire life before you with every thought, word, and action can be most unsettling indeed. <laughs> I would ask you folks to just pause for a minute. So let's just pretend you're having a near-death experience right now. Think back for a moment of all the thoughts and all the actions that you did throughout your life. Do you think one or two or three of them uh-huh. pop into your mind that you go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? Yeah. How awful. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you very much for joining us today. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you want to call in for a reading, give us a call at one 800 Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, sometime back when I was a teenager, I began to be aware that there is a knowing of how foolish I am (laughs) or how stinking corrupt my (laughs) motives are, even though I might look good. And that has harassed and goaded me for years to get my act together. I I would wrestle, you know, I didn't sleep a lot at nights because I was ego wrestling with parts of me going, you know, that's just shabby what you did. And everyone thought you were great, but, you know, you really wanted this, and but you hid it from everybody, but you're still corrupt because you were coming from a corrupt place. You know, you know th- that's like the, the person who goes off to feed the homeless. And everybody there, the whole time they're feeding the homeless, is going on and on. Oh, geez, it's so nice that you come. We really need your help. What a great job. You know, and th- they're just soaking up this ego stroking. And then they go off and say, that, you know, I went and fed the homeless today. And they tell the next ten people they see. Yeah. So for all this selfless gift they're doing, they're actually getting their ego stroked, which is a perfect example. Right. What is your underlying intent? The other way to do is you go in, you hide in the kitchen, you're cooking, but nobody sees you, you slip out the back door and you never tell anybody. You've never gotten your ego stroked and you've helped people with food. It's a very different story. Why don't you tell the time when your spirit guides 
came in and told, we did this recently, but I'd like to do it again because it's so valuable to know this. They came in and told you all that you thought during oh, the day. You know, this is when I was... Stripped uh, you down. Oh, my God, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> this was when they were uh, trying to get me humble, which I'm embarrassed to say at the time I had no clue what humble meant not a clue they had been saying to me you know your ego's out of control you need to get humble and i'm going yeah so so finally what they did is they brought this guide in who uh literally would go out and review the akashic records each day before he came to visit me channeling through this other person and what he would do is he would re-say to me exactly my thought that I had never said to anybody. He would say it to me out loud. I go, yeah, that's exactly the thought I had. And, you know, at the time it was really unsettling because you feel totally exposed. But the fact of the matter is, folks, you are totally exposed. There isn't a thought or an action, not a thought or an action that you have that your guides and higher self aren't aware of. You know, it's really interesting how this gal in this article talks about how, you know, she she realized when she had to come back to Earth that she was going to start being incredibly responsible for every thought and action because she now realized that every thought and action is recorded and they're aware of it. And you're not getting away with anything, ever. So, back when I was a teenager, I just want to say this again. I knew somebody was aware of my BS. It made me so uncomfortable that I had to get my act together. Now I'm glad because I'm humbly... My, my self-esteem is humbly proud of who I am because I don't have these big glaring gaps that I have hidden where, you know, I look good perhaps, but I'm just a real jerk. Or I def- I'm defensive and I keep everyone off balance somehow so they think I'm better, but actually underneath, you know, I'm corrupt. So I, I'm really glad to have been goaded and, you know, I had some higher help there and I'm glad that I, my self-esteem can have a humble pride about where I am in life now. You know, at first when this guide was coming in repeating my thoughts, it was pretty uh, vulnerable and intimidating and freaky. But later, much like you, Keith, it got like, okay, well, everybody knows, so it's time to dig in and go to work on this yeah. stuff. You know, there is, <laughs> Who are we fooling? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of an interesting idea. When you take this near-death experience idea to the next step, the place you land is, before you take every thought or action, you ask yourself, boy, when I'm in my life review, and trust me, folks, you'll all have one. When I'm in my life review, am I going to have regret having done this? Am I going to regret having done this? And you see the consequences, too, for your life or for others. You, you made this choice. You did this stink. And... Domino flick, bum, 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 all these things. And you get to feel what the other person felt mm-hmm. after having been whatever it is you did. Does not make you feel too good about yourself. <laughs> that it stings. Oh, boy, that gives you pause, doesn't it? But, you know, another point that she made was that she realized that even all the beings that were around her during this life experience, this life review, she said that uh, none of them were judging her. She could tell. But in fact, the job was for her to judge her because she knew better. 
She knew better than having those thoughts or those actions. And that brings me to another thought about judgment. Because judgment has lost its way. We have now taken judgment into this thing where we're judging everybody else. And although we may judge ourselves some, we're more busy judging others than ourselves. I'll tell you, judgment is an amazing tool, self-applied. So, you know, our egos are powerfully set in us, and they're great challenges to overcome and re-educate. They try to override and justify uh, to your conscience... Uh, they try to override and justify it so that their BS can dominate and it won't be under the scrutiny of truth or any intelligence or a clean, pure heart exposing it. So your ego is fighting hard to try to say, you've seen people that excuse or blame or justify or whatever, judge others and say, you know, poo-poo on them and they're actually uh, escaping themselves. That's the ego flailing and power tripping and whatever it can to override your conscience and truth and justice and right action. So it comes down to the main battle or challenge in our lives a lot of times is to sit on our egos and keep them like you have a way where, you know, you have children, you raise them, and each child has their problems going astray, and you got to keep corralling them, corralling them, corralling them. Same as your ego, or they're going to have a problematic life way more than it needs to be, and so are you if you don't corral yourself. You guys are listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. We're talking today about a gal's near-death experience and adding some additional wisdom sprinkled into it. If you'd like to call in for a reading, give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. And don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN. And Saturdays, we do two hours. That's tomorrow. You know, um, there's a great movie that was out, uh, Defending Your Life with Merle Streep. That was good. And they show the, um, the, the life review. Like you pass away and you go to a place where you get to review your life. Yeah, it's like sort a of, movie. It's sort of Hollywoodish, but it, you know the it was point. Really good. But the point is very well made, and it's true. We do do that. We are accountable. Nobody gets away with anything. Anytime you feel like somebody got away with something, you should let it go. They haven't gotten away with anything. You can't. No, nope, you can't. God is real. Okay, we'll be right back. Stay with us.